It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. It's the Happy Families Podcast. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson, the founder of happyfamilies.com.au and the author of six, actually seven, the seventh one's about to come out, seven books about how to make families happier. Uh, Today, Kylie's not with me, but instead I'm joined by a special guest from Ohio in the United States. Dr. Kate Gorlick is an Associate Professor of Clinical Nursing at the Ohio State University College of Nursing and a nurse practitioner. And she recently conceived and conducted the Burnout Scale and Report, looking at how parents have gone during COVID. We're going to talk about that in just a sec, because parents are burned out. Even without COVID, parents are burned out, but COVID has only accelerated, exacerbated and amplified the problems. I might also mention that Kate knows a bit about parenting during COVID and parenting generally, because uh, she has four kids, 10 and under. And she joins me now. Dr. Gorlick, great to have you with me. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, do you mind if I call you Kate? Yes, please. Kate, uh, tell me a bit about this study. Parents, burnout. Uh, how do you define burnout when you're looking at uh, parenting? So burnout is really that chronic stress and that chronic overwhelming exhaustion that parents feel that actually overwhelms their ability to cope and often even function. And typically it's due to some kind of mismatch between their stressors and then the resources that are available. But typically it just leaves parents feeling very um, physically and mentally, emotionally exhausted. And then the other thing it can do is actually cause that feeling of detachment from their children. And Kate, I I don't want to make light of what you're saying, but as I listen to much of your description, I think that kind of describes most parents most of the time, right? I mean, every parent that I talk to says, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm overwhelmed. It's really hard to raise kids, especially in a world like the one we live in today. I don't think that the world that we've created for ourselves is particularly kind to families and especially children and parents. But I My sense is that as you're describing that overwhelming exhaustion, that so tired and so much going on that I don't quite know how to function, uh, that's probably starting to select a a much smaller number of parents, Not, not not just exhausted, but not actually functioning. But then you've added that last bit that I think must be critically important and must also be heartbreaking for a parent to experience, and that is a sense of detachment from their kids. It sounds almost like it's aligned with depression inability to feel, to connect. Yeah. And, and I think what's funny about the term, I shouldn't say funny, but, you know, I was feeling, you know, this feeling and I didn't know what it was. And I, I'm like, I don't feel depressed. I don't feel anxious. Like, and it seemed to be very centered on that parenting role. And then I heard the term parental burnout and I was like, that's it. Like that's what I'm feeling. And I I think that there are very different degrees of burnout and it can really depend, you know, there's this continuum and you can start to feel, you know, mild burnout and then you get to more severe burnout. And when you get to that severe burnout and that's when it's really, really a problem, but there are a lot of preventative things that we can kind of do in between to make sure and, you know, help. So you don't get to that, that overwhelming sense of, I can't do this anymore feeling. When, when you describe that, it reminds me of that article that pretty much the whole world saw that Adam Grant wrote in the New York Times a couple of months ago about languishing. But he distinguishes between burnout and languishing. So we've got languishing, which is feeling joyless and aimless. But then we've got burnout, which is not having energy, 
not knowing how to function and feeling completely overwhelmed and we're adding a sense of detachment from the kids. And, and if we look at burnout and the parental experience, how, how many parents are really experiencing this sense of what, what you described that you went through, this sense of parental burnout? So with our study, it was about 66% of parents. And our study was conducted in um, January to April of 2021. So it was still in that phase. It wasn't like the immediate phase. It was kind of like this phase where everybody was still, you know, parents were having to adapt and be flexible to all these different circumstances all the time. And like, you didn't necessarily know what next week was going to look like, or, you know, if you were going to have a kid home or if your kids were even going to be in school, you know, so all of these factors, along with this loss of a sense of control, I think really contributed to this in parents, you know, so we weren't in that immediate phase, but we were in this like long haul phase where everybody's just feeling it. And we just, we don't know how to get rid of it, you know, because again, we've just lost so much control over so many different things. So I think that was part of the reason why that was so high. I love that turn of phrase, that that focus on control. I remember reading about organizational burnout back when I used to be a, a, a doctoral student myself. And people who are stressed at work, people who are experiencing burnout at work, it usually comes from a loss of control, a sense that I'm not able to affect change. Did you find that in your research? Have you found that as you've looked at the definitions and the way this works? Are parents mainly getting burned out, not because of the stress, the challenge and the overwhelming nature of parenting generally, but the specific element of feeling like they're helpless and can't do anything to change things? So we didn't specifically look at that um, metric, which actually would be a wonderful thing to look at. But, you know, we did find certain risk factors for mm, Tell me about that, and- yeah. If you were female, you tended to have higher rates of burnout. Um, If you had more than two kids, um, if you yourself experienced any diagnosis of depression, anxiety, if your child had a diagnosis of anxiety or ADHD, and then interestingly enough, the parents that thought their child had some type of mental health disorder, but it hadn't yet been diagnosed. Okay. And again, you kind of see that loss of control there where they're feeling like, I don't know what's going on, you know, so that actually caused and was associated with higher rates of burnout too. I, I just want to unpack a few of those briefly. Uh, time will get away from us doing it thoroughly, but let, let's just have a look at this. First of all, female, much more predictive of experiencing burnout than male. I've got a couple of hypotheses for why this would be, but what did you find in your research? Why well, is it that I mean, boys don't feel the burnout, or the pressure, the stress like the girls do? Well, I definitely think, especially during this pandemic, fathers were also very much so affected. But I think, you know, being female and the mother, you're kind of like holding it all together. And oftentimes that, you know, what I think of like the invisible backpack of, you know, keeping the house clean, doing the cooking and cleaning, being that emotional support system often falls to the role of the mother. And so again, you're just layering things on an already stressful situation and um, it's just too much, you know, like we're not superhumans. Yeah, And that's how I felt, you know, during the pandemic, I was supposed to be all of these roles, you know, and doing all these things and being a teacher and a a full-time employee and, you know, a spouse and all of these things. It's like, you can't, you can't do it all. 
in the early part of my marriage, and this is a, a hard thing to disclose, but in the early part of my marriage, uh, I was a radio announcer. I worked for one of the major radio stations here in Australia, and I had the attitude, in fact, I was explicit and open with my wife about it, and she was supportive of it. If I'm going to show up and be on the radio, I've got to be energetic, I've got to be positive, I've got to, be, I've, I've got to perform, and therefore I intentionally said to her, would you please take on the cognitive load? Would you please take on the running of the household so that I can perform my duties at work as best I can? Now, we were fortunate that my wife was in a full-time homemaking role. And so she was willing to and happy to dedicate her focus to that. But had she been working, that would have been a really hard thing to ask for her. It was a hard thing anyway. As time has gone on, I've recognised that asking my wife to shoulder the entire cognitive load of the family is a little unfair and have worked really hard to distribute the burden of that a little bit more effectively. Uh, and, I, and I think we've done a reasonable job of that. But just hearing you talk about this heightens my awareness of just how much work there is for men to do to make life a little easier for the women in their lives. Like the, the burnout thing is, is real. After the break... We're going to talk a bit more about those other predictors, that is having kids who have diagnoses or perhaps who aren't diagnosed but may need it, and maternal uh, diagnosis of mental illness. Plus, we're going to work out what we can do to reduce burnout in our families. You've asked politely, you've asked again, you've patiently waited, you've even made a threat, but finally, you lose it. Listen to me, you shout. In the practical webinar, The Screaming Spiral, you'll learn the top reasons why your child isn't listening, and you'll get pro tips and strategies to get them to hear without yelling. Available on the Happy Families web shop now. It's the Happy Families podcast, the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now, speaking with Dr. Kate Gorlick. Kate is an Associate Professor of Clinical Nursing at the Ohio State University College of Nursing and a nurse practitioner, a mum of four. We're talking about her recent study uh, where uh, parents have been shown to be burnt out, primarily because of all the chaos during COVID, but even without that. Kate, uh, these other predictors, these other things that highlight that parents are going to be at risk of experiencing this parental burnout, this overwhelm, this sense of detachment from the kids, the feeling that it's all too much. Uh, you also mentioned having their own mental health challenges and baggage. That's going to be a big predictor. I don't know that we need to unpack that a whole lot, but can we just talk about the additional needs of their children? How much does that play a part? How how predictive of burnout is that for parents? I don't know exactly if this is answering your question, but another really interesting thing that we found in the study was that parents um, that associated, so parents that had higher rates of burnout reported that their child and their children had higher rates of certain behaviors. So specifically, we looked at externalizing, internalizing, and attention behaviors. And just to quickly give you a real quick recap on what those would look like. So attention behaviors would be like trouble concentrating. Um, Internalizing behaviors would be things like worrying or feeling sad. And then externalizing behaviors would be acting out, um, fighting with other kids, breaking the rules. You know, so we found, and it was associated, parents that had higher rates of burnout also reported these types of behaviors in their children. So there's definitely a reflection of how the parent is feeling and that's trickling down to the children. 
Yeah, I reckon there'd have to be this reciprocal relationship, right? When the kids are behaving in those challenging ways or showing up with these these difficult behaviours, then parents are going to feel overwhelmed and burned out. But similarly, when parents are feeling overwhelmed and burned out, when they're feeling detached, they're more likely to elicit from the child those kinds of behaviours in an attempt to connect. The, the kid's like, hang on, where's my mum gone? Where's my dad gone? I want I want to feel loved and safe. So I can see how that would work. All right, so let's, uh, because time's going to get away from us and we, we've got to talk about some solutions here. If families are experiencing experiencing overwhelm, burnout, detachment, if they're going through these kinds of things that may be or may not be related to COVID, I mean, it's a reality that families go through this regardless of whether there's a global pandemic or not. Uh, what can they do? What's your research shown? What solutions, strategies and supports are there for families? So I think the biggest thing is, first of all, identifying that it's burnout, making sure it's not something else like depression or anxiety, you know, really identifying that it's burnout. And there is a scale that you can use that we developed to actually rate yourself. And it kind of tells you, you know, how extreme your burnout is too. It's called the working parent burnout scale. And then, so depending on where you are on that continuum, it really depends on what you're going to do, right? So if you're kind of in that mild range, it's really about prevention. So continuing to, you know, do the things that you're doing. Um, Obviously practicing self-care is going to be a huge thing. Um, Making sure you're getting enough sleep. I know I say that to parents and some parents are like, how am I going to get sleep? Like my kids are sick. I have an infant in my whole night, you know, do what you can, um, get outside, uh, you know, exercise. You can do those things with your kids most of the time. Um, and just control the things you can, like your diet, you know, all of those things are going to, you know, improve and help with the self-care connecting with other parents who are in similar situations, who have similar kids. If, you know, a kid has a diagnosis, it's always helpful to talk to another parent who um, might have a child with that situation too. So that connection piece is also huge. When you start getting up more into like the moderate um, burnout phase, this is really where it needs to be more individualized. So it's not going to look the same for everybody. So really it's about increasing your resources and decreasing your stressors. So again, this isn't going to look the same for everyone, but let's say take somebody like myself, I have elementary age children. We're starting to get into a lot of activities. An example of decreasing my stress maybe is to not do so many after school activities. But if I am, maybe an increased you know, resource would be carpooling more. You know, so the burden isn't always on me to get everyone everywhere. So really kind of looking at that. And I I like to mention this because I think it's really important that we all have to understand there might be days where you're feeling burned out. There might be moments when you're feeling burned out, but to just remember that it's not always going to be like that. It's not always going to be so hard. So just trying to take in the moment, say, this is really hard but it's not always going to be this way. And when you start getting into more of that severe category, and even sometimes in the moderate category, that's when it's really important to seek help. So talking with a mental health care provider um, or a primary care provider, um, reaching out and letting others know that you know, you're struggling and that you need help. And there's no shame in asking for that. I think it's so hard for parents with burnout because it is shaming you know, we all love our kids and everything, but it's it's shaming to parents to think that they can get burned out in this role. And so I think it's something we just need to be talking about more and, you know, normalizing in a way, because that's really where we can start moving the needle on a lot of 
things that need to be done at systems levels too. All right. So a lot of people are going to say, yeah, 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 but I don't want to make these changes. I, I, I'm really happy with what we're trying to do and the stuff that we're doing is good. I've just got to figure out a way to juggle it all. What do you say to that? I mean, it is, I mean, it's a great question. And I, I think that one thing that I got really good at through all of this was learning to say no and learning my own limitations. And that's how I feel like I've been able to maintain. And I think that, you know, we emphasize all these things, this child development, you know, all of that, but really when it comes down to it too, like kids need to play you know, they need that time too, where they're in these unstructured activities. And that's where a lot of that brain development and those things occur too, you know? So I think keeping that in mind and, you know, if you are somebody that's feeling burned out and I don't know that I'm going to be, you know, the most popular person for saying this, but, you know, if you're continuing to feel that burnout, and you're continuing to do the same things, you're going to continue to get the same results. So you have to do something different. You have to make a change if you want different results. And so, you know, that's where it is very individualized kind of looking at, um, you know, what's going on in your life. And again, you know, what are your stressors? What are your resources? And really evaluating and make that, making that call. Um, and it's going to look different for everyone. Some straight shooting from Dr. Kate Gorlick from the Ohio State University College of Nursing. Uh, Kate, thanks so much for sharing your research findings with us. We will link to the full report in our show notes as well as the burnout scale so parents can do a self-assessment and work out where they're landing here and whether they might need to take some kind of action to reduce the stress, pressure and overwhelm in their lives. Great talking to you. Thank you so much. The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. Uh, and if you'd like more information about overcoming burnout and making your family happier, please check out our Happy Families memberships. All the info is at happyfamilies.com.au. Happy Families.